0: Running with Jake, the podcast. On this episode.
1: You are the perfect person to have on the show. You're a hardy runner. Cows don't stop you. The rain doesn't stop you. <laughs> I, I, I can sense already that people listening to this are being motivated by, it, and I love it. Running with
0: Jake, the podcast. Because every runner needs the occasional plot. And here's your host, Jake Lowe. <laughs>
1: Happy weird time between Christmas and New Year. Nobody really knows what to do. I am sensing everybody's getting a little bit itchy, a little bit irritable. Yes, what day is it? What's Nobody going on? Nobody knows. It's weird because normally I kind of I wake up like when I'm off with Martina and we're kind of out the routine. We wake up and the first question we ask is what day is it today? We don't do that anymore. It's which tier are we in today? Where can we go? We, we no longer say where do you fancy going today? It's where are we allowed to go and it's always the local garden centre around the one way system that they've stolen from Ikea to buy three
0: jars of chutney that you really don't want but there's nothing else to do in life. There is nothing else to do at the moment. Chutney, I've always slagged off chutney at garden centres because it's well 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 overpriced but my missus got a deal on a, on, a, on, a, on a hamper and it was like in some kind of sale because what they do is they make a hamper with all the stuff that's around the, 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 the the shop, and then they price it up massively, and then they charge you like 150 quid for 30 pounds worth of stuff. This is what happens at our garden centre anyway. I'm not saying all garden centres do this, but then what happens is in the hamper, one of the things goes out of date, and rather than split the hamper up, what they do is they sell the whole hamper for like out of date tomorrow. This hamper goes out of date tomorrow, and it's just like a pack of biscuits in there that goes out of date tomorrow, and then they put it on for like £2.50 or something, and you go, oh, I've got £40 pounds worth of stuff for £2.50, it used to be £150. What a bargain. And I can't knock that, that's good. Do not adjust your
1: mobile podcast app, this is indeed the Running With Jake podcast. You've not tuned into some <laughs> weird BBC show about gardening or garden centres or chutneys <laughs> for that matter. Uh, later, can we talk about dry stone walling please? <laughs> we are here to motivate your socks off. I'm, I'm sensing people's... Irritability, great word. Frustration. They're kind of, they've had good Christmases. They've made the most of things, but they're ready, eager, keen to have a great year. A great 2021 of running. Everybody's so hopeful that we are going to get the opportunity to get take part in events again those races the small races the big races we just
0: want to be around people again that's really important if i was 2021 i'd be quaking in my boots because there's such expectation on 2021 to be so much better than last year so a little little 2021 sat there in his calendar world uh, ready to pounce upon us must be thinking please let me do well please let me do well because the last guy who was here 2020 was rubbish proper sucked Proper sucked ass. Proper well, sucked. no longer.
1: Yeah. 2021, <laughs> we are around the corner.
0: <laughs> we are indeed, and we've got a great guy on the show today. Actually, Tom. Oh Wake. man, I must admit, I'd never even heard of Tom. And then I listened to the interview that you that you did with Tom and, and edited it and stuff. And he's got you. I mean, I can imagine a lot of people because he's basically he's an ultra runner, isn't he? And he runs and and he runs trails and stuff. That's his that's his main thing. But then he goes and smashes out a, an amazing marathon time, and I I can imagine people who do marathons and train for marathons all the time and, and, uh, you know, aren't able to reach that amazing time um, would be slightly jealous, if I'm honest with you. Well,
1: he's an awesome guy, as you mentioned. I mean, the Mm. first time I spoke to Tom was, well, I had a quick chat with him on the phone in the build-up to arranging a date to to record a call with him. But he's so unassuming, likeable, Mm. clearly really knowledgeable, super passionate about running. He wants other people to do really well. Uh, also, which I think is so important. That's so commonplace actually yeah, in, in the running yeah. community. We've got our own goals but we want other people to do well around us. And just such a cool guy. And do you know what? What a cool name. Tom Wake. I mean that's I when I recorded the call with him I wanted to say, Tom, can I just just stop you there? I've got to tell you man. Your name is wicked. I mean, Tom Wake—that's like you know, movie star stuff. He's up there with Ethan Hunt, isn't it? You know,
0: you just- he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a—he's—he's he's a detective who is—is—is um, is, is a fantastic detective, but occasionally will break the law in order to catch a criminal. Do you know what I mean? Sometimes he'll go rogue. Mm. Sometimes he'll go off the map. Sometimes he'll go dark, and he'll—he'll uh, he'll break the law in order to catch a criminal. But he'll always be on the right side of 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 his conscience, and and that's the important thing. You know, and I'm looking forward to the next Tom Wake thrill. No time to die. Starring Tom yes. Wake. Yes.
1: That's yeah. just cool. I always wanted a cool name when I was younger. Like, I don't I don't mind my name. I don't, it's, it's okay, Jake or Jacob. But Jake, Jacob Lowe, Jacob Blow. If you say it too quickly, it sounds like Jacob Blow. It sounds like my surname's Blow. I don't, I, you know. And then people <laughs> call me j Lowe because of J and then the initial. And then I, it's just, you know, I'm not sure. Tom Wake's so much
0: cooler. Did you have a nickname at school? Yeah, I had a nickname. Um, and my nickname was... Um You don't even know this. I don't think many people know this. It was frog. Frog? (laughs) Because, yeah, because I got a little face and I got big eyes. At some point, what happened is my face fattened out and caught it with my eyes. So, no longer do I look like a frog. But um, but back in the day, people used to call me Frog. And I used to like Frog, so I was like, oh, yeah, I like that. But then I realised, then I looked in the mirror, I realised why they called me Frog. So, you literally yeah. grew out of your nickname. That's quite, that's quite cool. So, I grew I out that, of the nickname because my cheeks and my face grew big as well. And my nose grew and, and everything. But initially, i just got big old eyes and uh, and, a, and a little bitty yeah, head. Yeah, yeah. So, see, some people have some really cool nicknames. Names, don't they? I, I kind of wished I mm. could have chosen my own nickname
1: when I was back in school. Um, that would have been so much cooler. What was your nickname? corn. <laughs> Why? Well, <laughs> Why? well there is a bit of a story behind this. Basically, I was in history class and um, the teacher, nobody cared about history in our school, apart from the teacher. In fact, I don't even think he cared, to be honest. And the teacher asked the question, <laughs> we were talking about sailors in the 18th century, and uh, he asked the class a question, which salted food mm. did sailors keep in barrels on the ships? And I thought, I know this, I've got this, put my hand up sweet corn. It turns out it wasn't sweet corn, it was pork. It was salted pork. <laughs> but because because the answer was so terrible I mean, like in the history of bad answers, that was that was that was up there in the top three. That it stayed in everybody's mind. So even the teachers called me Sweet Corn. And then you know, how nicknames kind of like develop. It goes from one thing and then it morphs into something else. It started off as yeah, Sweet does, Corn, and then it, then it then it was like Corn on the Carb, and then it was. Um, uh, sweetie Paps. There. Yeah, Sweetie Paps. I mean, try right. tried to explain that to your first girlfriend. Why do people keep calling you Sweetie Paps? Well, how long have you got? It all started in
0: history class. Come on, sweet cheats, <laughs> crack on with a podcast. <laughs> I want to be called Tom Wade For the show notes and video content, go to runningwithjake.com forward slash podcast. Running with Jake,
1: the podcast. I'm super excited to speak to our next guest. I'm going to give a massive build up. Massive build-up. He's going to love that. I'm in a good mood today. It is ultra trail runner from Suffolk, I believe. Tom Wake ran 25 marathons. Pretty quick PB, I think, of two hours 42. Can't believe it. I need to be getting some tips from him and how he achieved that. We've got him on the show now. Tom, great to chat to you, my friend. Hey, how's it going? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right actually. Do you know, I think the second best thing. To actually running is to talk about it, so we'll do that today. What do you reckon? Yeah, definitely. It sounds good to me. (laughs) I uh, I love a bit of a chat about running. Well, listen, before we get into all that, we have to ask pretty much everybody this: How are things going at the moment? I mean, what's the situation in in Suffolk for you? Are you are you able to get out and enjoy some running and trails and stuff? Obviously, we're all in kind of lockdown
2: tiered. What's going on? We're in tier two currently, um, although things. Can change on a sort of daily basis, um, but the good thing is that we can still get out and exercise with others. And get out running, which is great. I've actually got a half marathon that I'm meant to be doing on Sunday. That a trail, it's a trail half marathon that should be getting the go-ahead. Um but obviously people in tier three can't do it. Um but it's it's in Suffolk, so um all being well we can do that with all the COVID measures that are in place um to make it as safe as possible. So yeah, it's it's a bit of a weird one. Um, you can you can do most things, so the running side of things is good. The kind of going out, socialising, seeing friends is uh, slightly non existent, but um yeah, it's just been one of those years, really.
1: It's weird, isn't it? Because sometimes with the running, it can tick a few boxes for some people. So, yes, the fitness and the well-being and the mental health and uh, the fitness development of achieving times in races, potentially, you know, in the future and stuff. But actually, it's that social element as well, like running clubs, if people are members of running clubs, getting to run with their friends and things. And that's, I think that's been really hard for so many people. It's got to be even more reason to get out there and commit to some running to get yourself feeling better
2: mentally, right? Sure. Oh, Massively. Um, running for me is just being able to kind of have that as a constant throughout the whole thing has been great because you can get outside get some fresh air and um, there have been opportunities um, more recently to run with other people which is great Um the whole racing thing is a bit uh, weird though because you obviously can't gather at the start of races which is when you would normally chat to your friends you'd meet up with people but I, I definitely think that being able to go out and run and do just do what you want to do if if you want to challenge yourself to you know a virtual run or uh try and get your you know your own pb of a distance then uh that's a great thing for people to do and it gives them a focus helps them keep their fitness up as well so um yeah there's there's a lot of positives but um it's definitely been a challenge
1: I think you've got to seize the opportunity as well so if like you I, I hope this half marathon goes ahead by the way and, and, and if it does you just, you've got to be there no matter what haven't you I think people are just seizing the opportunity because you, you're kind of lucky if you bag yourself a, a t-shirt and, and a medal <laughs> in 2020 I have I've had a few runners that have done that I coach that have, have managed to do some races and somebody uh, one of my runners did a, did a half marathon recently there's like positive sides and negative sides to the situation with racing at the moment so you know you can't congregate and everything things kind of everybody's being set off in waves and stuff like that. The downside as you say is you can't really socialize as much with people. In the race I think it's a little harder because if you are set off in waves you're not around as many people so you've kind of got to delve into your own I suppose grit and determination to you know when the going gets tough to keep pushing on. But the I guess the flip side, the positive is it makes it slightly easier to sort of rock up and do the event and you know, kind of the warm up before, it's nice to do a warm up as close to the start time as possible. It's a bit more of a relaxed affair in some respects. Have you done
2: any races recently that that are like that? Yeah, I did a uh, ultra in August. So it was just after sort of the first lot of restrictions were eased and um, they were able to go ahead with a lot of measures in place. But it was a case of you, you just rolled up there was a staggered start. So they actually started, it was a a 100k race that I did and they started, the runners who thought they'd take the longest, they started first. And then the the quicker runners started last. So having done it before and knowing what what I was hoping to achieve, I started um, in one of the last waves. Um, But yeah, literally rock up, walk to the start line. There's, There's no one else around really. Runners are just going as and when. Uh, have your temperature taken and then um, yeah, start running and that's it. And um, that was a bit of a strange one because the slower runners had started first, you didn't actually, there There was no idea where you were in the pack and you didn't know if faster runners than you had started before you or um, you, you just had no idea where you were in it. But it, it made it quite interesting because I was kind of going past people on the trails, and um, you know, it's a good chance to have a bit of banter with them, and um, you know, say well done, and uh, just see see lots of faces out there. But yes, yeah, it's, it's a totally different kind of race. Whereas if if you do a, a normal race, where the quicker runners go off uh, at, on the front, um, so that that's a real race between people. Whereas this one is more of a sort of time trial. You're you're just you know, you're trying to complete the course as quick as you can um, and you haven't got that kind of head-to-head race with people like you normally would. It's totally different. I quite enjoyed it, actually. I think it's funny, isn't it? When you when you mix, you say there kind of people are mixed up a little bit,
1: so you don't really know where anybody is in terms of, like, level of ability, people going past people and whatnot. That's probably quite healthy for a lot of runners, I imagine. You know, the kind of runners that put themselves under a lot of pressure to achieve and, oh, I'm not a proper runner and I should be faster. You know, all that kind of stuff. I'm at the back or whatever.
2: I think if it's all mixed up, it's actually quite helpful in some respects. No, I I totally agree. Um, I I think it's a lot less pressure um, because I, I didn't feel like I had the pressure of having to keep up with someone all the time because I had no idea who I was sort of racing that was my ability, whereas normally you would be. Um, So I just enjoyed it and just ran ran my own race as hard as I could, really. I had a a great day out on the trails. Tom, I'm really interested to get into your running. And you mentioned pressure
1: there. What's your relationship with pressure? Let's jump in the deep end here. Are you somebody that performs well under pressure? Do you have to keep yourself in check? Do you have to manage it well? How, How does it work
2: for you? That's a good question, actually. I think I come across as being quite relaxed about the whole racing side of things. I'm normally... One of the last to sort of rock up to the start line quite casually. Yeah, I kind of go into it relaxed, but I put a lot of pressure on myself. Um, But I often won't tell anyone what my plan is. I always have a plan for racing and I know what I want to achieve, whether that's a time or a position that I want to finish in. Um, And I'll I'll have sort of worked out what I need to do, but I... Yeah, I, I I put myself under a lot of pressure to perform, but I quite like that, and I'm very determined um, as a runner. So I I've never DNF'd a race. I'll I'll always get to the finish, and I'm not someone that um, you know if I'm not achieving what I want to achieve on that day I'll still make sure that I finish it because for me that's that's a lot more of an achievement to myself than maybe the original one so I've always got a bit of a backup plan of I, I you know I can have an A goal a B goal C goal and then do not DNF goal I think I do perform better probably under pressure knowing that I'm chasing someone down or I'm chasing a time Um that's what I guess that's what i quite like about it so is
1: performance a big thing for you then i mean i sense that you just love running we had a little bit of a chat before we we recorded the podcast and you just love talking about running going and running helping other people to run which we'll come on to but is performance a real motivation for you is that is that is that fuel for
2: you yeah to an extent i think as i've improved as a runner and performed better um in different events different distances um Performance has become something that keeps me energised, really, and gives me a focus of races that I want to do. But I wouldn't say it's the be-all and end-all of... The running that I do. So I quite enjoy just setting a challenge of some sort. So, you know, I, I come up with a few crazy ideas occasionally and uh, go and run different distances, different trails that I want to do. Um, I think the performance side of things, it's important to have goals if you want to progress and it does keep me focused and uh, keeps giving me something to aim for. But it's, it's definitely not not the only thing that i enjoy about running i think what i like more than performance is the challenge side of things so i i like to challenge myself whether that's a distance or it might be chasing a time it might be chasing an new pb it might be a challenge of doing a race on different terrain and not knowing exactly what to, to expect so yeah it's uh it, it definitely helps to give some focus, though. Oh, and where did it all start for you with running? I mean, you,
1: you're obviously well into your trails. I, I can totally relate to that. I just absolutely love getting on the on the soft terrain. Where did that begin for you? And w- was it always trails for you? Do you do much of the road stuff? Well, how did the whole, how did you get into running?
2: Yeah, so I started off um, road running, basically, um, just to get fit. And um, I wanted to do something to improve my fitness. And running seemed like quite a... A nice thing to do. Um, I knew I knew a few other people that were running, so um, yeah, I started off just running like literally a mile, looking at, glancing at the microwave clock on the way out and on the way back. Um, <laughs> There's no iPhones or um, apps and GPS watches. It was it was a very casual affair. I entered the Great North Run in the ballot just sporadically. I've got family up there and um, got a place. So I was training for that. Um, I say training; it, it probably wasn't the best, most structured training in the world. It was, you know, very ad hoc, um, and I just went and ran it um, a f- few years back now. And um, I kind of had a target of sub two hours because someone said that would be a reasonable time to do. Classic. And I got round in one fifty nine oh five was no. the uh, was the time. So I just <laughs> got in there, but I wasn't pacing it or anything. And then um, that kind of started getting I started getting into it a bit more off the back of that and um when I moved to Suffolk um I joined a running club just to get to know people and got more into the road running side of things so I started entering a few local five milers 10ks um half marathons and then it was just getting to know people through the running club I got introduced to the trail uh running world and um Someone, uh, a good friend of mine, he, he he said, come out on the trails. I think you'd quite enjoy it. He took a group of us out and I've never looked back, really. Um, I just loved it. And now I, I try and do the majority of my running on the trails um, just for the variety. What What is it you love about the trails? You can just explore. Um, different terrain. It's a bit more challenging, um, especially this time of year, underfoot. Um, you know, it's very muddy, wet, but... It's just that variety. Whereas if I go out road running, I find myself having to stop for cars. I have to find myself, um, you know, dodging round people on the pavement. The the trails is an escape from all of that everyday stuff. Um, and you, you just get out in some beautiful places, especially around here in Suffolk. Um, we don't have... Mountains, but we do have a lot of, um, you know, coastal trails, forests. Um, you can, I, I love it that you can just plot a route as well on an app or something, and just go and follow it and see where you end up. Um, it's that freedom and uh, the the escape from just everyday life i think
1: it's a great time of year to be exploring the trails isn't it the off-road uh, um and, and, and as you say i say this to a lot of people it, the the road when you're road running and I, I do road run as well but it's either wet or it's dry pretty much whereas when you get on the trails it just changes so significantly and you really experience the different seasons when you're when you're out there in the thick of it in the woods and the mountains and wherever it is that you're running off-road. I just think it's absolutely glorious and there's not for me there's nothing better for the mind than being out there on the trails and just completely losing yourself. What thoughts or advice have you got for someone you know that wants to get into a bit of trails and that they're a bit unsure about routes and stuff because it can be a bit of a nightmare.
2: Yeah it can be Um, and it's definitely one of the things when I speak to trail runners that or people wanting to get into trail running that they find quite daunting about it. Um, I find that there's there's lots of resources now and apps and um websites that you can go on and have a look at footpaths around you so um Ordnance Survey OS maps is absolutely awesome so you can either get the paper maps or um they have an app with a small fee um that you can use and you can you can have a look on that app zoom in find footpaths near you they're all marked on there you can see how they connect you can plot a route Um the great thing as well is uh, gps watches. a lot of them will now will allow you to load on the map file so you, you get the gpx file load it onto your watch and then uh, you can navigate and follow the route so i do that quite a lot when i'm exploring new trails i'll just plot a route put it on my watch just head out there and follow it and see where i end up I mean, the main thing, you can follow pretty much any footpath. Um, but the main thing is to not not worry too much about where you're going. Um, they, I've gone down some and it's been a dead end and you have to turn around and go back. Um, but that's a bit of a different mindset that I think you need to be in compared to going out and running on the road for example where you you know where you're going you know what pace you want to do or you know what sort of run you want to have whereas I find when I'm going out exploring on the trails I have to get into a totally different mindset where I'm not worrying about pace I'm not worrying about looking at my watch and looking at my average uh, time that i 've you know i 've done for a mile or a kilometer or something like that um, i just don 't worry about it i don 't look at the watch I just enjoy being out there and exploring. It, it can be daunting, but I think as long as you stay close to home, let someone know where you're going, um, you know give them a copy of the route that you've planned or plotted you can You can do it on all of the GPS apps like Strava as well allows you to plot routes, some of them will even plan a route for you. Get out there and, and enjoy it and see where you end up really, but um, you know within within your limits is what I'd say basically don't be afraid
1: to kind of go down. A, a wrong path as it were and, and turn around I think when you run on the road a lot of runners I sense and I guess I was a little bit like this you kind of want this perfect circular route when you go out you, you don't want to get the turn wrong you just want to go out and you do a circular route and, you, and you're back again but I think if you go out with that same mindset on the trails and especially if you're either A. new to trails in general or B. not new to trails but new to that particular area that environment then you kind of got to expect to make a few mistakes and it for it to be a bit almost messy and then I, I don't know about you but i find that then I, I come back i love one one thing i love about trail running actually tom Is coming back and i'm going crap i got that wrong well let's have a look and i, I get the maps out and i'm like right ah, i know where i should have gone so then i get that in my mind for, for next time i go back out there and it's, it's almost like it's like an adventure it's like being a kid again just going out and playing in the mud
2: and just going and exploring i just i just love yeah. it i really do no massively i think if you, if you take it with the mindset of just going out to have fun, explore, that's the focus of the run. It's not It's not about, you know, achieving a certain time or pace or goal, you know, like a PB. Um, that, that's the way to do it and just have fun with it. Just enjoy being out there. Where do you stand on cows? I don't mean
1: literally here, but look, a lot of people have encounters with cows and, you know, horses and other Farmyard animals as well. <laughs> Where are you with this? You must have had some sticky moments yeah. in your years of experience at trail running. Do you turn back if you come across a, you know, a field full of cows, or do you play it by ear? What's, uh, what's the, what's
2: um Yes, good question. I I come across cows and um farm animals quite a lot on my runs. I've got better with them. Uh, there's a time when I definitely would have hit a field and turned back. Um, but i 've encountered them you know cows and bulls as well in races, and you can 't really turn back in a race, so you have to you have to try and get around them <laughs> as best you can um, but i i've also i 've seen some of my like friends who trail run talk about um, encounters with with cows and animals, and they 're more afraid of you than um, you are of them really, and I think as long as you 're confident and stick to the footpath um, then you know they they do get out of your way um it's just it's just it's a confidence thing and i it's only recently that over the last you know few years that i've got that confidence there's a time when i had to turn back um but now i just i try and get on with it obviously you know if, they, if they're with um uh they young and um the, the baby animals um you you try not to interfere too much with them i'll i'll always try and find a a kind of better route round if I can. Um but yeah they I can see why a lot of people are afraid of them. They're they're big animals. Well, I mean, I'd love to say to you, Tom, that actually it, it doesn't bother me. You
1: know, I'm 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 the man. I, I'm <laughs> out there on the trails, and I don't have issues with cows. But if I'm running with my girlfriend Martina, who's a vet, I send her in first. I'm like, look, you're the <laughs> vet. Just go and talk to them, or cow whisper, or do whatever you do. Just just get them moved. I'm 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 a bit like you. I'm I'm I've kind of I'm a bit more conditioned to it now. But I can understand why some people are wary, and especially if they're kind of on their own, as in the runners on their own, and if the cows, it's kind of where they are as well. You know, if you. You're going over some some style, and that's where they're congregating all around that style, blocking it. And you know, while they may not have an intention of hurting you, they you know they weigh a lot, they're heavy. So I kind of do get people's people's concern. But again, this is why don't try and go out there and place your bets on running a perfect circular route. You may have to turn around because a you get lost, or b you might you know enter a field of, of cows, or in your case, bulls. <laughs> have you got like an essential
2: kit list that you? kind of go out there with it'll depend on the distance as to whether i take a um like a pack and um water and nutrition so like energy bars can i ask you on that tom so
1: what sort of run would you say right i need to take how how far would that run need to be or how long for you to say i need to take some water now or do you factor conditions into it whether it's summer or yeah
2: conditions to a point as well if it's really hot and sunny then i'll i'll be taking water on a um a slightly shorter run um so i i I find that I can get away with not needing too much on runs like i i've I have done and do a lot of my training off um not not being fueled before the run because i I run early in the morning a lot of the time like five o'clock and i I don't have the time wow. to get up and um take on too much fuel before running. Um, so yeah, I, I think with carrying, you know, a litre of water and nutrition, I'll be looking at over 20 miles potentially, um, up to that, I find I can pretty much get away with not really having anything on me, but I'll always gauge how I feel and how dehydrated I feel. Or, you know, if, if I, I wake up and I don't feel too hydrated, then I'll definitely take water with me, um, But yeah, I found over the years, through the training, I can kind of get away for a bit longer without carrying too much with me. Um, So yeah, it definitely varies. We talk about this a lot on the show with the various experts we have on, that runners like
1: quite like things in boxes. They, they want to know what to do at what point and what to take when and what to eat when and what's going to work for them and help them to achieve their goal. And, and sometimes you just have to understand the individuality, I guess, of training and what works for, for you personally. And I guess you've really found that. It's tricky as well, isn't it? When you're running early in the morning... I, a lot of my runners that run early in the morning have, have have said this to me before that oh Jake what do I do because I can't get up at like 3 in the morning to eat porridge and then give myself 2 hours to then get out the door at 5 or, or whatever time it just doesn't work
2: What if you're doing a long run and you're going really early Tom what do you take with you what's your go to fuel I try not to train with gels I, I find that really hard um, but I I use like the um, Science and Sport energy bars a lot of the time so they've got a couple of um, good ones that I use Um The the energy bakes at the moment are my go to Um, because I find they really fuel, uh, they're good for fueling the ultras and the long distance uh, runs that I do. Where um, I won't be taking gels, for example, I'll only take gels on slightly, I say slightly shorter, but um, half marathon to a marathon, perhaps. And anything over a marathon, I I won't be taking um, gels because I just can't stomach it over. Uh, the distance and the amount of time um so yeah that's that's kind of go-to fuel um and um if I'm if I'm out there doing like a long training run as well um it, it can be early in the morning but um sweets I find are good for just giving me that little energy boost that I need um so like Haribo and things like that um just I knew you were going to say Harry, bro. Yeah. I, I knew you were going to say it. <laughs> just, just for the short, sharp, um, you know, intake of uh, sugar, the sugar hit. Um, so yeah, I I tend to tend to go down that route. Um, and then yeah, like I said uh, a minute ago, water. And then um, if if I if it's a hot day, um, I try and take electrolyte with me as well. So I will take a couple of soft flasks, one with. Electrolyte, and then one with uh, just water in, um, and just alternate what I'm what I'm taking in.
1: Really important to put a focus on the the sodium levels as well in the body, isn't it? Get the get the balance right rather than just focusing on on water itself. It, it, if you wake up and you've got a long run to do, right? I'm talking twenty miles. And it's absolutely hammering it down. I want to get into your mindset now, Tom. Do you just think, well, it's just it's just wet. That's all it is, and do you just crack on, or do you postpone the run? Or and if you do get out there and it's really hammering
2: it down, what do you take with you? Yeah, so I try not to be put off by the weather. Um, I, it's probably happened a few times, but I I quite like I I remember hearing someone say this, and I can't remember who it was, but um if if you're out there running in you know and it's absolutely pouring with rain and you're training for an event then you're you're giving yourself an advantage over everyone that has decided to stay in bed and not go for their run because it's hammering with rain um so I, i try and get into that mindset that you know even if it is raining then love that yeah even if it is raining i'm you know I'm still getting out there doing it and training whereas other people might not be um but yeah i, I basically i'll I'll take a coat uh, like a running jacket um I've got one that goes can go over my pack as well, so um you know if if the rain does ease off, it's quite easy to put away in in my pack um and that that's that's pretty much it really um just to keep the top half of the body dry um yeah, nothing, nothing crazy, kit wise. Um, if you know, if it's really cold, I'll I'll take a hat or you know something to keep my head warm, um, and yeah, just get out there and get it done. Really, um, ensure I've got some good grip on the shoes if I'm going off road, um, as it gets really you know slippy underfoot. But. Um, yeah, I, I try not to let the weather put me off.
1: See, this is the Running Reject podcast, your weekly dose of running motivation. You are the perfect person to have on the show. You're a hardy runner. The cows don't stop you. The rain doesn't stop you. <laughs> I, I, I can sense already that people listening to this are being motivated by it and I love it. I want to ask you about your marathon. Um, you, So, two forty two hours 42 you ran in a marathon? Yeah, uh, 2019.
2: Uh, that was London. Um. Wow, so pretty recently. Yeah, it was. Uh, it's probably the last competitive uh, sort of marathon race uh, event that I did. I think. Why did you do that, Tom? Because
1: you, you're a, you're a big trail man. You love that. You love the off road. Did you just fancy the challenge? Did you want a different challenge, or
2: what was the reasoning behind it? Yeah. That? Um, so I started doing road marathons um, when I when I got into road running, and that kind of worked my way up to them. And then I've always sort of thrown one in a year. Um, or, or at least one really um just gives me something to focus on in terms of um uh, like we were talking about earlier performance wise and a bit of a goal and because over the years i've improved and my time has come down um so I, the first one I did i I had done a fair bit of running beforehand, so it was three twenty one I think my time was so I've I've knocked off almost 40 minutes which I'm really you know really chuffed with
1: that's obscene <laughs> you should be well over what time frame here Tom I'm intrigued what was the when did you do uh, your the
2: 330 uh, that's over six years um so doing doing well, you know fair few but only really targeting one a year in terms of actually going for a time the others have been more for fun or you know just races that I've i've thrown in for enjoyment or because i wanted to go somewhere new and do one i find if it's a spring uh, marathon like london it gives me a good start to the year in terms of fitness that i can then carry through into summer ultras um so you, t- you start to get a lot of the longer distance ultras picking up in sort of uh june july august um and i can carry that fitness through so um i try and start sort of january to april really focusing on, um, you know, getting the right sessions in to to perform at the marathon. And, um, yeah, London became a bit of a focus because it's such a big um, event to do. I could never get in the ballot, so I got, like, seven rejections. um, And the only way I could get in was to get a good-for-age place, um, which I achieved um, in Berlin. I I think at the time I had to do 305, um, which I got, and then... Yeah, just got in and started chipping away at that time and, um, yeah, somehow, somehow managed to run 242, which um, I, I surprised myself with that. <laughs> What's your
1: second fastest marathon then if your if your fastest is 242 what's what's the next one uh 248
2: that was london the year before
1: okay so you didn't go from like 305 qualifying in, in no, Berlin yeah. to, to 242 and you talk about hard training there what what, what does that mean what is that is it because i think people listen to this and we're well, what's he what's the secret i want that time is it is it volume is it intensity i mean were you hitting the trails a lot as part of your training do you put it down
2: to that or did you shift the focus to road training um so during I was training probably more on the road. Um but I I try and do a lot more trail training now as well so I just to mix it up. Um I try not to go out on the road too much because it's a lot easier for me to do that. So I like to add a bit more of a challenge into it and get out on the trails with a head torch. Um but yeah, I I think the the biggest switch that I made um, was increasing my mileage um, week on week and then also consistency so I think for the first couple um, that I did I was following a training plan but I, I probably wasn't as consistent as I have been re- more recently and just planning um, the different sessions I also started trying to uh, doing my longer runs at a faster pace as well, which a lot of people talk about, you know, doing a, a long, slow run. But um, I found to push myself, I wanted to start doing those at a quicker pace. And then as I as I did the longer runs slightly faster, my fitness was improving. I was able to do the shorter runs faster. And it's kind of that cumulative effect of your fitness improving, you know, you're hitting... You know uh, times that uh, you want to achieve, and uh, it was just that gradual improvement really um and that that worked for me um different you know different ways of training work for different people
1: and was it experimental for you then Tom were you kind of just experimenting with different things was it was there any research that you read or was there any any did you hear from anybody about for example running running faster in the long runs or did you just want to try different things yourself?
2: Um, I'd say a lot of it was just trying different things myself and kind of just uh yeah just having a look at how people train the different types of plans that are out there and um the the different ways that other people train as well um and i i just played around with what what worked for me really um yeah i i'm quite like that i like to just go out and see you know see what works and like Like you said, I I did throw more trail running into it and um, found that that paid off because I was getting a lot stronger from the trails as well. Kind of general fitness, but core stability and everything that comes with it and the way I was using my ankles and general fitness from the trails, really.
1: It gives you a lot, doesn't it, hitting the trails, that kind of rounded approach to training, that conditioning, as you say, the agility, coordination, balance. You mentioned core stability. It's,
2: yeah, pretty... It's a... You get a lot of bang for your buck when you hit the terrain, don't you? Oh, massive. Massively. Um, Yeah, it's it's a great workout. Um, So, yeah, it just all of that put together, paid off. You make me want to lace up and get out there. Now, I've got a slight
1: calf strain as we record this. I've got a slight oh, calf strain. It's okay, Tom, I don't want any sympathy. It's okay. I'll do want sympathy. I could do with a little bit. Thanks, mate. Um, but I'm looking forward to getting back out there on the trails because I just absolutely love it. It's been a pleasure talking to you. I cannot let you go before asking you how 2021 looks for you. I know that you are the founder as well of, of Trail Runs, where you take people out on guided tours and and uh, do some coaching and some run some workshops and stuff now it's difficult to do these guided tours these guided runs at the moment in 2020 have you got much planned for next year you're looking to pick that back up and get people out there yeah hopefully
2: um i've not been able to do any since uh, the summer really i just for various reasons and uh, restrictions and things like that it's been really hard to um you know to put events on for people to come together but yeah I'll definitely be uh, picking that up in 2021 so be doing more guided runs um, uh, for experienced trail runners or people looking to progress into running like ultra distance or people just wanting to get out on the trails for the first time so yeah I organise those through trail runs um, and the, the whole reason why i set it up really was for the reasons we we're talking about earlier is people getting out on the trails that perhaps don't know where to start where to go so i can give them help advice tips on uh routes uh kit all that sort of stuff um technique and um yeah they're they're great fun uh meet some really nice people doing those so i'll be picking that up and then uh yeah pushing myself with hopefully some races that are going to happen next year but um I don't know. Who, who knows? Come on, fingers crossed. Who knows?
1: Fingers crossed, fingers crossed. It's going to be a positive 2021. It is. Well, listen, we're going to link to your uh, Instagram on uh, on the show notes page which is runningwithjake.com forward slash podcast so you can keep up to date with what Tom's up to you can also check out trail runs if you are I'm guessing Tom in and around uh, the Suffolk area this is where you, uh, you you get people out there on the trail so that's just awesome getting some fresh air feeling good and you don't need to worry about the cows because uh, Tom's sorted that <laughs> Tom have a
2: great rest of the day really appreciate you coming Brilliant. on Brilliant thanks very much for having me it's been, been awesome
0: to chat Running with Jake the podcast your weekly dose of running motivation out everywhere wednesday never miss an episode by subscribing now you see i told you today's guest was great
1: super motivational tom wake what a guy
0: yeah genuinely genuinely lovely bloke and i'm, I'm looking very much looking forward to the next uh the next tom wake thriller or <laughs> <laughs> marathon time he'll be back with a vengeance i'm telling you he will he'll, tom wake back with a vengeance yeah, absolutely. No, cracking guy, very motivational. He just seems to coolly go through life smashing time. And if you want to keep up to date
1: with all of our super motivational guests, we only have great guests on this podcast. You should know that by now if you're a regular listener to the show. Make sure you subscribe using the app on your mobile phone so that you never miss one of our super motivational episodes.
0: Yeah, and you can also check out all the show notes as well, by the way, at runningwithjake.com forward slash podcast. That's runningwithjake.com forward slash podcast. And while you're there, at the top, you won't be able to miss it. Um, if you think to yourself, "I enjoy running with Jake the podcast," a lot of people do. Um, that then you know, and you think, "Oh, I can't believe I get this stuff for free." No one gets stuff for free. It's not free. It's not free. Waiting for you to pay us. Okay. <laughs> there's, a, there's a There's a Patreon button at the top of that. So if you click that and you do want to give us some money, that'd be great because it actually costs money to do this podcast, uh, but we don't get any money. So if you want to if you want to help out, um, I'd love you forever, genuinely. And
1: don't be thinking it's like a January sale. You know. You, know, you can be a, 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 a cheapskate. No, you can't. You can't. Don't, I don't want really you <laughs> thinking, well, I was going to donate £5 a month and actually let's call it two fifty now. Surely
0: there's a 50% sale. There really isn't. There really isn't a sale. No, genuinely, though, it's up to you. If you think it's worth paying for, then you decide how much it's worth and uh, and, and just go to that website, runningwithjake.com forward slash podcast and hit the Patreon thing and pay us. Pay us. Look, we're going to stop begging for money now. We're going to crack on with the rest of the show.
1: But look, the long and the short of it is just stop going to the local garden centre to buy jars of chutney that you really don't want give us the money instead <laughs> right now it's time to take one of your questions it is hashtag ask Jake and Steve's dropped me a message he's asked if I would like to explain to him what fartlek means Steve my friend nothing would give me greater pleasure uh, fartlek is a Swedish term and it actually means speed play In essence, it's unstructured interval work or speed work, if you like. It gives you the flexibility and the freedom to pretty much do what you want. It puts you directly in control and you use your environment as your playground. And it's all about going out there and after a short warm up, you then get creative. You might pick a street where there's lots of lampposts. You may run hard between uh, two lampposts and then you may recover for three and repeat that several times. Or you might pick your favourite hill, if you've got a favourite hill, and blast up it for two minutes and jog recover back down. It really gives you the opportunity to really mix up the intensities that you run at and it can be a nice break from really structured speed work and interval sessions it kind of breaks the monotony a little bit and it also takes some pressure off because you can run as you feel so that is exactly what fartlek is I hope that helps you Steve get out there get fartlekking if you've got a burning running related question then it's hashtag Jake, or you can drop me an email at podcast at runningwithake.com. That brings us to the end of another episode of the Running with Jake podcast. Let's all stay super fired up, super motivated. We are going to have a cracking 2021 of running. Enjoy your New Year's Eve, socially distant, safe celebrations, whatever you're up to. And sweet Corn and Frog will be back here next week for more running motivation. <laughs> oh! And one more thing. let people underestimate you imagine the fun in proving them wrong